Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Anthony C. Ferrante, director of Sharknado. Hi, this is the voice of BattleBots, Mark Biro. This is Seth Shostak, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute. Hello, my name is Matt Simon. I am a science writer at Wired Magazine and author of the new book, The Wasp That Brainwashed the Caterpillar. This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the Gods. Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello, my name is Robert Salas. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreessen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Proofus, the producer of JFK, The Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doom, the untold story of Roger Corman's Abandoned. Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover-Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts, founder of I'm Jeremiah Bomek, the producer of The Real of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets. And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift talk show, blogtalkradio.com.
the snow-capped mountaintops of Middle Earth. Orbiting above the Earth in a stolen alien spacecraft. The Graveyard Shift Online Radio Talk Show. Now, strap on your seatbelt, get ready to kneel, true believers, because here's your host, Emmy. Hi there, everybody. Uh, this is Emmy, and you're listening to the greatest talk show that ever has been, is, or ever will be. That's the Graveyard Shift Talk Show today. Rather, tonight is Saturday, March 4th, 2017, and this is Graveyard Shift Season 8, Episode 8. What a beautiful duang. I've got a consideration of a feeling. Well, now, anybody who knows manga or watches JoJo's Bizarre Adventure knows exactly what that is referring to. If not, look it up. (laughs) So here we are, guys, tonight. Uh, Once again, no celebrity guest, but, you know, we'll get one eventually at some point. You know, it's just like I always say, they're extremely busy. And actually, I shouldn't even be saying anything like that because we have been uploading uh, rather extensive interviews with uh, celebrities, whether they be local or whatnot, um, on our BidChat page, profile page. If you go to BidChat and you go on my profile, all you have to do is you either get it on an app uh, at your app store or or you can just go to BidChat.com, that's B-I-D-C-H-A-T.com, and you can download it for free. And then we're, our channel is actually called BidChat.com slash Graveyard Shift. And then you can see there's little tabs. There's a, you know, there's profile tab. There's, um, you can actually help us promote the show, which I actually have seen some of you actually, well, actually, I shouldn't say some, there have been many of you that have helped promote the show by uh, giving uh, whatever you can to the show. And I want to say thank you so much for doing that because without your support, we can't do this. And quite frankly, you know, as I've said before, this show isn't just about me. It's about you guys, and it's about all these charities that we help um, We help with the show, that we help support. And there's so many of them. I really don't want to just, you know, uh, highlight one and leave out the rest. So you can see all the charities that the show support. And I, of course, uh, would like to thank, one, you know, as always, our business sponsor for this season and episode, Words Take Flight Books, a fantastic publisher with a lot of great literature uh, to offer, as well as other services. You can find out more about them by going to www.wtfbooks.net. That's Words Take Flight Books. Great, great company. We want to thank them for um, their support this season. So anyway, getting back to what I was saying about the Bid Chat app, if you go there, you can see all the videos from past shows that have been on uh, ever since we got signed with Bid Chat. And, um, of course, we want to give all the love we have to our bid chat people over in LA. You know, you guys were great. Um, we we love this. You know, this new kind of uh, relationship, if you will, that we have with them. I think it's been doing really well for us. Um, in fact, I know it has. Um, and anyway, you can send us a message there. You can bid to to interact with me live uh, during the show, which I always encourage because. You know, this show, again, is not just about me. It's about you guys. And I want to hear your stories of weirdness. I want to know what's been going on in your neck of the woods. You know, what 
what kind of high strangeness to quote the illustrious, the legendary Art Bell uh, is going on in your in your city, in your state. You know, there's always some kind of weirdness going on. And this what this show is really what it started as was a show about the paranormal. And of course, we take it from a lighthearted perspective, but that does not mean that we make fun of the people who experience this stuff because, well, as you can actually see from a story that I'm going to be um, mentioning tonight, there are many out there that do not take this uh, as a joke. It's actually, in fact, in fact, in the past, when we first started this show, um, we had a crew member who was um, a very avid, very active member of the graveyard shift. And we did a on location um, episode at the Biltmore, the Bellevue Biltmore Hotel, which, as you know, was demolished recently. And they, uh, I guess they're rebuilding it or something. I'm not actually, I don't even know if they're doing anything. But, but anyway, so we went there because it, there was a historic um, association of hauntings and of weird noises and apparitions at this particular location. Well, this uh, particular crew member, whose name I will not disclose, um, you know, for privacy, obviously. They went with us because they wanted to see what this was all about. They had never seen a ghost before. They never experienced anything like that before. And we went inside and, um, you know, we recorded some audio and stuff like that. Well, all of a sudden, he just started freaking out. Like, he just, whoa. Uh, and this is not the type of person that would visibly show fear like this. I mean, this was one of those tough guys. These, You know, he was a hard as a rock. You know, you it would take an act of Congress, and I'm sorry I say that a lot, but especially nowadays, that's very relevant, right? It would take something pretty major to shake this guy up, and to this day, I still don't know what happened, but all I do know is he told me, he said, Emmy, I don't know what happened just now. I don't know what it was that I just saw, but I'm done. I can't do this. I'm sorry. We're still buddies and everything, but I'm out, and just like that, he was done. He was out of the show, and it just kind of took us all by surprise because he's heard, he heard all the, you know, and this is not, I don't want him if he's listening to think that I'm dissing him because I'm not, and I, I still have a lot of love for him. And, um, you know, Red, if you're still out there, buddy, you know, you still always will be a part of us in my, in my heart, you'll always be a part of the show. But anyway, um, you know, he did not say what it had happened. And, um, but I knew whatever did happen was pretty, pretty serious because one minute he's fine. The next minute, white as a sheet. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that happens with the paranormal. I mean, you can, you can be skeptics all you want. You can say you don't believe in, you know, I was a skeptic myself. And in some, in some ways I, I still am to a certain extent. I prefer to call it healthy skepticism because if somebody says, you know, anything can be explained. Okay. Anything can be explained logically, but whether or not it really is logical or whether it is supernatural, that's where you have to kind of draw the line or not draw the line, but you have to kind of make up your mind and, and really investigate and see what is going on, get to the nitty gritty of it. And, um, you know, that's why when people tell me they see something, I don't make fun of them. I take them at their word. And, you know, you can kind of, I've done this for so many years, gang, I can tell who is trying to get attention and who's really genuinely uh, like someone who had this happen to them. So at any rate, um, 
I know some of you that have been with the show that long have always asked me, Emmy, where is that audio clip? Quite frankly, guys, I don't know where it is because when we did that episode, we were with the um, piece of dirt <laughs> radio station that did not pay us. And, um, well, they paid us and then they stopped paying us. But anyway, um, I digress. So, you know, when we were doing that episode, we were at that radio station and Unfortunately, they have a lot of those episodes, and I don't know what the rights situation is for something like that. Um, I mean, obviously, I own the, the rights to the show. I own the rights to, you know, the content of the show, but the fact that it was broadcast on that station, that might run into some broadcasting rights issues. So I don't want to, you know, I don't know if, I'm, if it's okay for me to play certain clips. I mean, I don't know. I'm still looking into it. If any of you do know about broadcasting rights, if for some reason a member of the FCC might be listening, which I know sometimes they do, hey, please contact me and let me know I can do it because I have fans that are asking me and they want to know. Okay. So there you have it. Um, that's one of the reasons why I want to hear from you guys because I want to know what else is going on. I mean, sure, it's nice to read these stories and talk to you guys about what's going on in the world and in our country. But, you know, that's only half the story. You know, the other half is you guys out there calling the show and interacting with me. And there are many different ways you can do that. If you're just listening to me on blogtalkradio.com slash the graveyard shift, there should be a button right there on our screen that says press to, you know, join the show or, or Skype. And listen, I'm not going to divulge your full name. Okay. I always ask, first name and state you're calling from or where you're calling from. And sometimes you have people calling from other countries and then you can tell me whatever's on your mind. And if you don't have a weird experience, that's okay. Maybe you want to talk about a previous episode. Maybe you want to talk about, um, you know, a story that I spoke about or, or whatever. I will put you on the air. So now, unless you're not behaving, then that's different. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, that's one air, one way of joining. The other way of interacting is if you're on, on bid chat viewing, which I know some, many of you are, and welcome to all of you, new viewers, by the way, um, is you could click on the little bid to join the show on there. And, and then not only are you helping the show, but you're also helping all those charities. And, you know, we couldn't ask for anything more than that. And, um, you know, you only get like either three or five minutes on uh, time, which that's not that much, you know, and if you want to wear a hat to conceal your identity, I'm not going to fault you for that. That's fine. So anyway, there you go. Okay. So what is going on in the world today? Well, there's quite a bit actually. Um, yes, Donald Trump is still president. <laughs> yes, somebody sent us a message about that. Um, one second, one second. Speaking of presidents, actually, a former president went on the very popular late night show, Jimmy Kimmel Live. And, the, you know, they were talking about um, one of his books, this former president, of President George W. Bush. And um, during the interview, Jimmy asked uh, President Bush, former President Bush, um, I'm just going to say Bush because it's just too many. My gosh, it's mouthful. About many different things. Well, one of the things he asked him about was UFOs. Now, this is a very common thing to ask a former president you know and and i think it's amusing that talk show hosts do this now i say this but it's 
also, I would probably be doing that too. If I had a former president or a senator or anybody in politics that would be given privy to stuff like this, yeah, I think I would be asking them about this. Well, apparently Jimmy Kimmel asked uh, Bush about the UFOs, and I actually happen to have the audio from that right here, and here it is. We are back with President Bush. This is his book. It is called Portraits of Courage, and we will go through this and talk about some of the veterans uh, who you painted and you wrote about. But first I want to ask you, this is a question that I think is very important to me and very important to the country. When you were in office, and I don't know when this happened or if it happened, did you go through the secret files, the UFO documents? Because if Maybe. I was president, that would be the first thing I did. You know, it's funny. My daughters asked the very same question. They did? Yeah. Would you be allowed to tell your daughters what was in those files? Uh, no. You would not? No. Now that you're out of office, you can do anything you want, right? True. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not telling you. You're not telling <laughs> You're not telling me what? Are you not telling me that you looked at them? I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> are there really great secrets that you know that you can't share with people? Yeah. Yeah, there are. Uh, and you never write about them? No. Is it maybe at a time in your life that no. you're like, oh, I'm 90, I'm going to do it. No. No, nothing. What if, you, what if you were to get like a little like loopy, you know? You get old and start drinking you again. Start, yeah, yeah, start drinking again. Guillermo, get some tequila. Yeah. <laughs> Do you love clicking buttons and subscribing to things? Then click the button to subscribe to my oh, channel. Oh, boy, and you'll Jimmy, finally you got some ads there. All right, so, well, there you have it. There's the, uh, so, you know, you know, he, <laughs> I think it's funny. I, first of all, I want to applaud the president for, I know, I know it's Bush, I know, but still, it's true, I, I want to applaud him. For, for what for doing that because quite frankly, you know, we don't know what the level of secrecy it is. I mean, we kind of can can guess, but you know, there's there's some danger involved. And if you know, first of all, I, I got to tell you guys, I quite frankly don't think that there is anything. Really, 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 really weird that the president can actually see. And I'll tell you why. I want you to think about our current president. Now, this is the kind of guy that basically tweets everything. Do you honestly think that President Trump would not say something if he read information about aliens? Because I got to tell you, I think he would. I think he would say something like, just saw UFO information, blowing your mind, can't tell you, top secret, hashtag still president. I think he would say something to that effect. I mean, no, I really, I really do think he would say that, you know, but, well, one day we will, I mean, there have been public figures that came out in the past. We had astronauts that came out and said that they knew that there were really aliens that were, we've been in contact with them for many, many centuries. Art Bell and George Norrie of Coast to Coast AM fame has have interviewed people in very high positions of office that have divulged, you know, uh, information saying that yes, we we have been in contact with aliens and well there you have it. So interesting stuff, huh? I thought so. Well, speaking of <laughs> from president to queen, apparently uh, there was a newspaper ad 
in the uh, prestigious British publication, The Times, that asserted that a man in Colorado claims to be the rightful king of England, and he wants his throne. Now, this is real. This is not true. I mean, it's real in the sense that it's a real, it's a real ad, it's a real guy. Now, behind it is a guy named Alan V. Evans. He says that his lineage constitutes an unbroken line of succession, which makes him the actual king of England. Now, Evans justifies his contention through a very elaborate and very, very, very dizzying explanation centering around a third century marriage between royal houses, which eventually led to him. Now, the lengthy uh, newspaper notice goes on to inform all interested parties, I'm curious who would be interested in Colorado about this, that he plans to seize control of 17 different estates throughout England, which he argues are actually his property. Now, this is going to sound pretty ominous, but Evans does display some benevolence befitting a king, as he does not plan to ascend to the throne until after Queen Elizabeth II has passed away. The notice concludes with Evans announcing his intentions to pursue these issues with official government offices in the hopes of having his royal dispute resolved. Now, amazingly, this is the second case that Evans has pursued, having taken a legal battle all the way to the Georgia Supreme Court, where he argued that his lineage entitled him to a you know, piece of his home there. So, um, well, he lost that case, apparently. So, well, we'll, have, we'll see how that works out. Something tells me it's not going to be in his favor. Because I'm going to tell you something. As Can anybody, I think most people that have English blood in them can pretty safely claim to be connected to some form of royalty in the past. If anybody, anyone that knows their English royalty history or monarchical history, you guys know that those kings and queens and the lords and the nobles, man, they slept around, okay? I mean, I'm sorry, but it's true. What, what else were they going to do back then? They didn't have iPads. They didn't have, you know, radios or anything like that. You know, you want to listen to the radio, you had to go to the corner town and listen to the town crier and, you know, so who knows? I mean, they've got the new uh, DNA technology that you can send your DNA to be evaluated. I know I said I was going to do that, and I, I still have intentions, so I just had other things that I've been doing other than that. Speaking of DNA, see how you see how I, you guys like how I segue? Because I love it. Artificial embryos, in quotes, have been created in a lab. Well, scientists in the University of Cambridge team have created artificial embryos using stem cells from mice in what they believe is a world first. Now, these, this team in the University of Cambridge used two types of stem cells and a 3D scaffold to create a structure closely resembling a natural mouse embryo. Now, previous attempts have had limited success because early embryo development requires different cells to coordinate with each other. Um, the researchers hope their work will improve fertility treatments. It could also provide useful insights into the way early embryos develop. However, experimentation on human embryos is strictly regulated and, by the way, banned after 14 days. Once a mammalian egg has been fertilized, it divides to generate embryonic stem cells, which are the body's master cells. Now, these stem cells cluster together inside the embryo towards one end, forming the rudimentary embryonic structure known as the blastocyst. Now, the Cambridge team 
um, which by the way, their work is published in the journal Science, created their artificial embryo using embryonic stem cells and a second type of stem cell, which is called extra embryonic trophoblast stem cells, try to say that five times fast, which formed the placenta. So the lead researcher has been quoted as saying, we knew that interactions between the different types of stem cells are important for development, but the striking thing that our new work illustrates is that this is a real partnership. These cells truly guide each other. Now, the researchers go on to say their embryos is unlikely to develop into a healthy fetus, as they would probably need the third form of stem cell, which develops into the yolk sac and provides nutrition. The same team, by the way, recently developed a technique that involves blastocysts to develop in the lab up to the legal limit of 14 days in the UK. Now, if they're successful in this, it could open the door to experimenting on embryos beyond the current 14-day limit. So we'll see how that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, how that pans out. And you never know, right? And you know, speaking of of eating, wasn't I wasn't I just talking about you? <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've heard of people, you know, going to a restaurant, sitting down and eating, and not paying for their food, just leaving. Well, apparently, about 120 diners celebrating a baptism in a restaurant in a northwestern Spanish town all fled the restaurant at the same time without paying. The diners who had paid a deposit of 900 euros, which is about 950 U.S. dollars, left the El Carmen restaurant in Benvivre as dessert was due to be served. Um, apparently, the restaurant owner said it happened in the space of a minute. It was something they had planned, and they left in the same piece. So uh, they owe 2,000 euros more, he added. Now, the owner gave police the details on the reservation, but said he held out little hope of being repaid. Police told local papers they had not yet been able to contact any of the diners who are, thought, who are not thought to be Spaniards. Uh, if you're interested in what they ate, apparently they had a main course, 30 bottles of various alcoholic drinks. No, really, no kidding. And uh, it was the first time that he said in 35 years of working in the trade, that he had ever seen anything even close to this. So there you have it. Oh, boy, I tell you, this just doesn't get any weirder. Or does it? Of course it does. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so that's the... Um, okay, so I'm, I'm going to take a quick break, guys, because I've got to wet my whistle here. My voice is getting all dry. So um, when I get back, I'm going to start on the paranormal news, and then we're going to head on to the you know, pop culture comic book news. So uh, we'll be right back on the Graveyard Shift. And once again, you want to participate, all you have to do is go to blogtalkradio.com slash the Graveyard Shift. Click on the link to interact with me. You can call area code 347-237-5187, or you can go to bidchat.com slash Graveyard Shift and bid to join in. This is Emmy from the Graveyard Shift. I'm punching in. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Put your warm feet on hold, Graveyard Shift fan. Our illustrious host, Emmy. Why the hell does he always say that word illustrious? We'll be right back after this break with more shifty, yeah, like shitty awesomeness. I can't believe this guy. Who the hell does he think he is? Um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be right back.
then you solved a deadly mystery. Traveled through time. Tried to help world. Fought the undead in the Caribbean. And that's just the beginning. If what you're reading isn't taking you to the places you want to go, or to places you didn't think you could, then you need to book your next reading adventure at Words Take Flight Books. Words Take Flight Books. Defying perceptions, denying limitations. Visit them today at www.wtfbooks.net. On Friday, Develle McLean was preparing a meal at her friend's house when her salad dressing fought back. I heard pop, 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 and I looked up and it was possessed. It was going crazy. It was shooting up in the air to the side. You heard that right. Develle says her Dorothy Winch salad dressing bottle exploded. It sounded like a firecracker going off in, in the house. How loud was it? <laughs> Real loud. After the big pop, she snapped these photos for proof, knowing that no one would believe her. Well, it's hard to explain. I was attacked by a bottle of salad dressing. I think he probably thought I was in the whiskey or something. It wasn't until later when Devell found out her dressing had been recalled. In a statement, Dorothy Lynch says a bacteria in their product is bubbling causing the dressing to foam or even spew out. Go get a refund and just take it back. Don't even wait to see if it ticks. And if you do, open it outside. Give your kids something to play with. With damage to the carpet, the walls, a computer, and even her dress, she estimates $2,500 in total destruction from just a $3 bottle of dressing. From the depths of my toes to the top of my head, I will never read Dorothy Lynch again. That stuff is crazy. In Casper, Matthew Seedorf, K2 News. Broadcasting live from a war-torn battlefield, from atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind woolly mammoth, driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finished from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator, because he's just that damn cool. Here's your illustrious host. Emmy. 
Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the second and final part of the Graveyard Shift Talk Show. This is Emmy talking. Um, I want to thank all of you for waiting there. To, man, my voice is getting really dry. I just, <clears throat> excuse me, I just, you know, got over a rather nasty uh, cold there. My kids have gotten in. Wow, I'll tell you. All right, so as I promised, I'm going to be starting to discuss, is that even a word or words, whatever, paranormal stuff. So we start to by talking about this strange, eerie figure that was spotted by a Utah Department of Transportation traffic cam. Now, um, you know, usually when you are thinking of traffic cams, you think of them capturing, you know, somebody running a light or speeding or, you know, you not speeding and you not running a light. Well, apparently the DOT of, of this particular area in Utah shared that they saw this strange image on their cam, on their Twitter feed this week, and said, we have 1,150 traffic cams throughout the state. Sometimes they catch some unusual things. According to their post, the photo was taken at a site known as Soldier's Summit, which was once a bustling location in the Old West, but has been rendered a ghost town in modern times. And, as one might expect based on its history, tales of spooky happenings taking place in the area are part of local lore. Whether or not the image posted actually features a ghost is you know, pretty much up to the person's viewing. But one can't help see an apparition seemingly reacting with surprise at having his picture taken. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to play the audio from this. I mean, it's kind of hard. To, you, know, you can't really see it unless you're, you can look it up on YouTube. In fact, what I'm going to do for our viewers is I'm going to post a link to this on our YouTube. Uh, I mean, not YouTube. I'm sorry, on our Twitter feed. We do actually have a, a, a YouTube channel uh, called the Graveyard Shift Talk Show, which I, I put all our archives on. I just Now, why is this not? There we go. For some reason, it took me to the Twitch channel. That's not what I wanted to do. All right, so there's, I just now posted a link uh, to the article. You can see the, the video yourself. So I'm going to go ahead and play the audio from the um the actual story, and you can you can hear for here. Here you go. Hello, Ashton. Hi, Max. Good to have you here. Thank you. Well, trending today, a mystery image obviously. captured on one of the Utah Department of Transportation cameras. Right. Obviously okay, so they're not sure what it is, and with more than 1,100 cameras across the state, they're bound to capture something strange from time to time. So here it is. It's up in the top right-hand corner. It's kind of dark there. Um, Utah officials, they tweeted the photos of the un unidentified creature. I feel like I'm seeing the face of a pterodactyl. Wow. I had not thought of that. In the next picture, you might not think so. Okay. Okay, okay so they, uh, it got recorded on cameras recently near Soldier Summit. That's in Wasatch County. They gave no clues as to what the apparition could be, just that they caught it on camera at 8.44 p.m. on February 7th. Okay. Okay, this is a close-up now. Right. Um, I don't know. Some are saying it's a ghost. Others are wondering if Bigfoot finally showed himself, or is it just a traveler Not walking Bigfoot. on the road? Now, okay, but pterodactyl—it's the, the 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 snout is the white part going down, and then there's a big eye oh, on the side, and those are the right. wings—the the horizontal thing behind it okay. flying right at us. Yeah, that's not what I saw. I saw a person with. Okay, so I mean, obviously, you could tell that these guys were not taking. It's serious. I mean, these are, you know, obviously very skeptical people. And, you know, quite frankly, this is not an unusual uh, reaction to something like this. Normally when someone that's not even into this kind of stuff sees something like this, they tend to take it as a joke. 
Um, and hey, in the times we're living in, photo manipulation is not out of the park. I mean, it's not out of the, you know, it could it could be possible. Well, this next story definitely is not manipulation. Uh, this family in England was forced to leave their their flat because they say it was haunted. There's, excuse me, an upset mother in England reported that her and her one-year-old son were forced to flee their apartment due to troubling ghostly activity in the home. Um, The mother detailed a number of strange events that occurred over the last few months, which ultimately led, excuse me, ultimately led to her refusing to return to the apartment, which was provided by the city of York. Specifically, she cited objects moving on their own, something unexplained, violently scratching her back, and unseen forces seemingly tormenting her son to the point of hysterics. That's terrible. Additionally, the mother says that the presence in the home has manifested itself as a child, a person, and an animal at various times. Now, unfortunately, her attempts to document the haunting have only managed to produce ambiguous footage that shows instances such as an orb floating through a room. Now, of course, skeptics have been less than impressed with her proof. And, you know, she's been quoted as saying, I'm sick of people telling me there are reflections, lights, or dust. Um... Hoping for some salvation, she enlisted the help of both a priest and a psychic, but neither proved successful in eradicating the spirits. After the interventions failed, she tried to get the city to move her into a different apartment, but housing officials said her situation did not meet the requirements for such a transfer. As such, the lady and her son abandoned the apartment around the start of the year and are refusing to return. She was quoted as saying, I'm petrified to go back there with my son and you know, basically that's it. And, and, you know, this kind of brings me to a very interesting discussion because let, let's, let's think about this for a second. So this woman has been experiencing these absolutely horrifying things in her apartment and it became so terrible that she just abandoned it. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that's not something that you just, leave an apartment for no reason. Now, I mean, you, know, you want to skip on the rent, that's different. But that's not what this woman was doing. Something was happening to her. And that's kind of why, yes, I'm a skeptic, but there's stuff like this that I do take very seriously. I mean, this is obviously somebody who was very distraught. And, you know, me having kids, I got to tell you, that, that that really hits me home. I mean, it hits me at home because, yeah, I, I understand where she's coming from. And, you know, it, it's kind of sad that there aren't any you know, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Just, you know, there's nothing that the city can do to kind of help this woman. And I don't know. It's really sad. I mean, there should be some sort of, you know, look, if there's enough of a, um, uh, a history of things happening in this, in this apartment, or if there's, you know, activity or if there's violence, if there's, if there's injury that clearly the woman cannot scratch her own back. I mean, well, I guess she could, but why would she, unless she's, you know, mentally ill or something, but if there's no history of that, and I don't know, I, I think there should be some type of assistance for someone in this type of situation. Now I will say this, uh, some time ago we interviewed haunted house realtors and these people, um, specialized in selling houses that had been haunted or are haunted. And 
it's actually their job is really rather fascinating. And, you know, if you can find the episode somewhere online, I would highly recommend listening to it. It's actually pretty cool. Now, speaking of another haunted thing, well, apparently, while taking a walk in the morning after a treacherous thunderstorm, a St. Louis man was stunned to discover a tree burning from the inside out. The remarkable scene, which was captured on film by the witness, was made all the more eerie due to its setting, a graveyard. Now, the rather haunting sight of a smoldering tree burst open from inside and billowing smoke amidst the lonely tombstones. Obviously, it went viral. Now, experts, of course, say that the weird tree was not, in fact, a portal to the underworld and that the tree exploded because moisture contained within it was rapidly heated up by a lightning strike. The scientific explanation, of course, has not stopped a few observers from claiming they could see demonic faces lurking in the flames, which, uh, you know, again, eye of the beholder kind of thing. Uh, this is one of those cases where, yeah, I kind of think that uh, it's because of the lightning that happened in the thunderstorm. Just saying. Now, aside from that, this is definitely not something that you can make happen unless you are a tra- an animal, a very good animal trainer. Well, Okay, there's a guy in Boston that just got this video of these wild turkeys circling around this dead cat. No, I'm not joking. This is real. This He shared a footage of this on Twitter of a flock of turkeys circling around a dead cat in the middle of the road in Randolph. I kid you not. Needless to say, I mean, people had lots of questions. Within a few hours, the video had shared more than 6,000 times. And, you know, I, I looked at the video and I was like, what the hell? You know, now here's the thing. A turkey expert was called in, okay? And this gentleman said the turkey's behavior is unusual and really quite amazing, but he thinks he can explain it. Now, turkeys, this expert says, are naturally fearful of cats, which can be a threat to younger, smaller birds. So it's likely that when they came across the dead one in the road, they were very curious to see what was going on and whether it was alive. Now, at the same time, turkeys tend to follow a leader or two as they roam through suburban yards in search of food. Now, take take into consideration, their diet mostly consists of nuts, grains, and berries. No, not cats. Now, if one leader took it upon itself to march around the corpse and infect it, it makes sense that the others would follow its lead while keeping a safe distance from the dead cat. So there's how you get your circle. Now, that being said, this expert said he had never seen footage like this in his more than 15 years as a wildlife biologist. He actually showed it to some of his colleagues in the Massachusetts Division of Fisheries and Wildlife, and he said they've never seen anything like it either. Um, In fact, he said it's not something that's ever really been documented until today. And, you know, he also wanted to make it clear there's nothing supernatural about what was seen he said, I would not even go, not even go to that extreme. So there you have it. I mean, I just, I saw the video. You can look it up. Wild turkey, circles, dead cat. It's kind of freaky looking. It's, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's possible that maybe the turkeys were trying to figure out what was going on with the cat, but then why were they doing it in such a long time? And, and besides which, it would have been even weirder if the cat had woken up. Then, then we would have had a story. Well, more of a story. Now, unfortunately, here's another dead animal story. This, this is one that I'm sure many of you found out about, that, uh, may, that hippo in El Salvador that was brutally attacked. Well, apparently the zoo is in trouble. 
because an autopsy has revealed the animal, in fact, died of possible poor care. Now, the 15-year-old hippo, whose name was Gustavito, had been in the National Zoological Park in eastern San Salvador almost all his life, and he died February 26th after suffering four days. The government, uh, giving information from the zoo, said the hippo had been stabbed and beaten by unidentified assailants four days earlier, resulting in internal bleeding. Well, this account triggered shock and revulsion in the Central American nation. It was relayed internet in international media reports. But again, the autopsy revealed no puncture marks in the animal's 2.5 centimeter, which is one inch thick skin. Instead, a detailed forensic examination showed Gustavito had apparently died from pulmonary hemorrhaging, which is acute bleeding from the lungs. Now, the culture minister said that in itself, that in itself did not rule out an attack on the hippo, which maybe could have died from the resulting stress. But a workers' union in her department had said the hippopotamus had been ill for 17 days before its death and alleged that authorities had not properly followed up, followed up on the matter. So, you know, what do we have here? I mean, maybe we have an instance of, you know, the zoo not doing their job and they were trying to cover it up. I don't think that's very unusual thing to, uh, you know, to consider. So you never know. All right, moving on to other non-paranormal stories. Now we're at our, um, you know, comics and movie stuff, uh, more positive stuff. Well, this year, the Japanese Academy Awards, or more properly, Japan Academy Prizes, celebrated its 40th anniversary ceremony. And the honor of winning Best Picture of the Year, and it's what went to Shin Godzilla. The film also won awards for other categories, including Outstanding Achievement in Cinematography, Outstanding Achievement in Lighting Direction, Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, Sound Recording, Film Editing, Outstanding Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role, which was given to Hiroki Hasegawa, Outstanding Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role with Satomi Ishihara and Mikaku Ichikawa. So congratulations to the King of Monsters, Best Picture of the Year in the Japanese Academy Awards. Emmy is not surprised. Speaking of monsters, Logan, the, the film, the last time Hugh Jackman will be playing Wolverine, for good reason, has lost the best R-rated opening in March with $81 million. So how about that? Um, not only is that the widest release ever for an R-rated pick, it's the top opening for the restricted rating in March, beating 300, the movie 300's 70.8 million. Other records, it's the second best for the Wolverine franchise after 2009's X-Men Origins Wolverine and the seventh best three-day debut for an R-rated movie. Logan cost just under $100 million before TNA, and it's forecasted to make another $100 million overseas this weekend. And, you know, from one Terminator to another, Terminator 2 is getting a 3D theatrical release this summer. So if you never got a chance to see it on the big screen, here's your chance, because it's going to be released in 3D on August 25th for a limited theatrical run, the first time it's been presented in the format, I might add. So um, no home release was included in the announcement. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm remembering the movie, and, yeah, there were quite a few times that I think 3D would, uh, would 
really suit it. Well, I'm sure many of you out there are looking forward to the Disney's live-action Beauty and the Beast remake. Well, apparently not in Russia. (laughs) The Russian government officials are calling for the remake of the 1991 animated classic Beauty and the Beast to be banned if it violates that country's controversial 2013 law that prohibits spreading of gay propaganda to minors. Well, director Bill Condon revealed that Josh Gad's LeFou, the sidekick of Gaston, will have his own subplot that addresses the character's sexuality. Quoted as saying, LeFou is somebody who on one day wants to be Gaston and on another day wants to kiss Gaston. So he goes on to say he's confused about what he wants. It's somebody who's just realizing he has these feelings. And, you know, Josh some, has, makes something really subtle and delicious out of it. And that's what has its payoff at the end, which I don't want to give away, but it's a nice exclusively gay moment in a Disney movie. Well, a member of Russia's parliament urged culture minister <clears throat> Vladimir Vodinsky to screen the movie before its planned release in Russia to ensure that it complies with the country's laws. And if he discovers elements of propaganda versus homosexuality, uh, yeah, they're going to totally ban it, which <laughs> I'd be interested in seeing this. Okay, so as far as more movies that are coming out, Tron Reboot is eyeing Jared Leto. Leto? I don't know. For lead. Um, apparently, uh, no, no scriptwriter directors attached, but Tron Legacy Justin Springer is producing. Now, according to a source, uh, they say that this new project is not a direct sequel and is being built out of the source code of the deleted Tron 3 script. Leto would play a character named Ares, who has not appeared on screen before, but was a key player in that script. And, you know, I was talking about X-Men earlier. Well, future X-Men movies will not focus on the Xavier Magneto dynamic. So, you know, you know they, they got to move on at this point. They're trying to move away from the old uh, movie plots, and it seems like the old movie plots are always centering around, you know, Xavier Magneto, and there's other stuff going on other than them. So, um, apparently, um, the new approach is both liberating and, and you know, the two characters are still going to remain essential to the world of the X-Men, but there are other stories to tell. So, we'll look forward to that. Um, as I'm closing out, I'll tell you some comic book news. IDW and Hasbro team up for Clue Comics, so that'll be interesting. It's going to be published under license from Hasbro. The five-issue miniseries will follow Miss Scarlet, Colonel Mustard, Mrs. Peacock, Professor Plum, and other notable characters from the game in the aftermath of the murder of Mr. Body at his own dinner party. And <clears throat> since I, you know, actually, you know what? I don't even have time. But I was going to say some anime stuff. But, well, here we go. How about this? Then? There's a new Pokemon movie that's coming out. It's going to show how Ash and Pikachu became friends. And um, apparently we did get a first look at it last December. It's called Pokemon the Movie, I Choose You. It was a little teaser. Um, as you can tell, the, their relationship doesn't exactly start out that great. So <laughs> it's going to hit Japanese theaters this July. So we're looking forward to that. Guys, that'll be it for tonight's episode. I want to thank you all for watching. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Now, I will be interviewing Dr. Paul Banner uh, hopefully next Saturday. So I might be broadcasting that interview in, in lieu of, nah, I might still do a show. So anyway, you can catch me every Saturday night, 8.30 p.m., blogtalkradio.com slash thegraveyardshift and bidchat.com slash graveyardshift, or just go to bidchat and search for graveyardshift. I want to thank all of you for um, listening. 
This is Emmy, and I am out of here. Punch it out. Peace. You feel that universe? That satisfied feeling only comes from having finished a super epic, awesome episode of The Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Hosted by your illustrious host, Emmy. Make sure to follow on blogtalkradio.com slash The Graveyard Shift and our Twitter feed. Hashtag Emmy Shift Show. To stay in the loop for future episodes. Until next time, Shifties, we're punching out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.